It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Do you believe you could live a pain free, vital life? Do you want to step back into your power and share your gifts with the world? Are you ready to make a commitment to you? It's time to reclaim your inheritance as a self-healer. Welcome to The Nature of Healing. Hello, healers. I'm Roseanne. And this week has been a big week for Wisconsin Health Freedom. I am happy to elaborate a bit on this since I participated in some capacity. On January 7th, I gave testimony about, oh, four minutes or so as somebody who has healed herself from a diagnosed disease. Uh, I spoke along with about 10 others to the Assembly Health Committee in favor of a health freedom bill that protects my right to practice holistic medicine as well as my right to access other healers for alternative solutions. That testimony is actually the culmination of three years of work to get the bill to a hearing. And I participated as the president of the National Health Freedom Coalition and as a member of the Wisconsin Health Freedom Coalition. And I almost can't believe that it happened, but I sure didn't do it alone. The team of people involved in bringing health freedom legislation to a public hearing has been extensive, and it actually began more than three years ago with people who hail from different regions of the state, as well as those outside the state, including attorneys Diane Miller and Ann Gillum from the National Health Freedom Action Nonprofit Organization. Let's first discuss the landscape of health freedom laws. Currently, there are 11 states in the nation that have a health freedom law on the books. These bipartisan laws have many names. They can be called safe harbor laws. They can be called complementary and alternative health care acts. They are found in both blue states and red states, and they impact thousands and thousands of people whose rights are protected when it comes to accessing complementary and alternative health practices and practitioners. So these states include Arizona, California, Colorado, Idaho, Louisiana, Minnesota, Nevada, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Rhode Island, and Maine. Is your state one of these? Approximately 20 additional states have introduced this type of legislation. Recently, The Madison, Wisconsin Capitol Building, my home city, was the site of a public hearing held on January 7th to consider the Complementary and Alternative Health Care Act that, if it passes in both houses, would allow complementary and alternative health care practitioners, homeopaths, herbalists, naturopaths, and nutritional consultants to operate legally in the state of Wisconsin. These practitioners offer non-medical care that consumers seek out 
for a natural option to improving health outcomes. Whether it is through a focus on diet, use of natural supplements, use of plants and herbs, or essential oils, or homeopathic remedies, these practitioners do not practice licensed medicine and want that fact to be recognized. Because without this type of legislation, these practitioners are more frequently being criminalized for, quote, practicing medicine without a license, end quote. We do not practice licensed medicine because we do not puncture the skin. We do not treat, prescribe, or diagnose or manipulate the body. We do not intervene to adjust any medical dosages. These all require a license since these acts can cause harm. What we do as holistic practitioners is generally regarded as safe, hence no license required, okay? Specifically, our bill called Assembly Bill or AB 546, authored by Representative Mary Felskowski and Senator Thomas Tiffany, this bill exempts unlicensed holistic practitioners from the Medical Practice Acts. And the January public hearing drew interest from both consumers and holistic practitioners alike who were in favor of it. And it also drew opposition, including the Wisconsin Medical Society. Now, one of the authors, Representative Mary Feltzkowski, sought out alternative practitioners herself to heal from cancer. She's an amazing woman, very smart. And she said, quote, Wisconsinites are like people all over the United States. They see an enormous value in having access to this type of complementary health care that offers an opportunity to work on improving their health or maybe even treat a chronic health condition with more of a natural focus. Unfortunately, our current laws put these practitioners in the uneasy position of operating in our state with the fear of getting shut down. Now, Representative Felskowski took her healing to a, a pretty high level, uh, in my opinion. She not only embraced a natural health protocol to heal herself, she also makes her own household cleaning solutions and saps. Anything she puts on her skin, she knows is an entry to her body, and so she makes everything herself. Wisconsin statutes are currently written so broadly that these practitioners can be criminally charged for practice of medicine or other medical occupation without a license, even though the services they offer are not medical. So this bill lays out clear parameters for what the complementary healthcare practitioners cannot do to be able to continue to operate. So Senator Thomas Tiffany, the other author, added, quote, this bill is modeled after Minnesota and New Mexico laws where upfront disclosures are required, prohibited acts are clearly defined, and there is an enforcement mechanism allowing the Department of Safety and Professional Services to investigate violations. This bill prioritizes consumer protection and transparency for constituents seeking complementary care, end quote. The authors will now wait for the Senate to schedule a hearing with the hope that both houses will eventually pass the legislation. If successful, Wisconsin 
would be the 12th state with a health freedom law. Now, we see around us an out-of-control opioid epidemic that has led many people to question the status quo of healthcare today. People are hungry for gentle healing options. And the state of Wisconsin was actually featured in the March 2000 issue of the Journal of Family Practice. It showed consumer demand for more, not less, alternative healing options. Four reasons emerged as the basis for this. Number one was holism or the whole person approach. Number two, empowerment. Number three, access. And number four, legitimization. Natural healing is already legitimized because 40% of all consumers in America utilize alternative healthcare options and spend almost $35 billion annually out of pocket. In Wisconsin, 335,155 consumers spent an estimated $649 million on supplements. For instance, Nature Sunshine Products, a natural supplement company in Wisconsin, has over 3,000 members and distributors here. Money speaks, but so do voices. Individuals who want the freedom to choose what they put into their bodies need to participate. You need to connect with your representative. This is the current way to preserve rights. It's not the only way, but it is the regulatory process, a public process that we need to utilize before we utilize other things or alongside other things. So this is a critical time for Wisconsinites as politics often trumps common sense. So I'm going to connect a link uh, in the show notes to a blog that mirrors this podcast, and I'll provide a link where you can find your representative and let him or her know, if you're a Wisconsinite, your thoughts on the subject. If you want to learn how to get involved in this on a local level, contact me and my information will also be in the show notes. We need to know that rights to health and healing do not come from government, even though we do need to follow the government process as much as we can. Health itself is a birthright and a personal responsibility. The body heals itself if given the right tools, which are the tools of nature. They're not synthesized in a lab. However, the people must defend their rights to preserve them, right? So legislation like this, like what we're trying to pass here, recognizes what is currently happening on the ground in the field of natural health. It offers accountability and transparency, as well as a regulatory framework for practitioners who do not comply with the law. All healers of different stripes, whether you're an MD, a nurse, or a holistic practitioner, I believe are meant to work cooperatively together, just as different political stripes work together. As reality illustrates, there's room for everyone, and there's more than one way to do something safely and effectively. So I've been the point person working on the ground with a lobbyist for the last three years. But before that, there were at least two others who were doing the same thing, working with other lobbyists. Now, there are many factors that bring all that work to this point. 
It's a multi-person collaboration. And with each new legislature, there are new potential snags because there's always new people, so new revisions and language. On top of all of this is the politics that runs the show, and that changes from year to year. And it is a show. Um, you'd think that you as an individual would have the benefit in this process. After all, you are in the people's house, the Capitol building, and you're working with someone there to represent you. But that's not how politics works. That's how government is supposed to work. And politics is just the cover. You peel back the layers and there are multiple twists and turns. For instance, just to announce this public hearing, we had to jump through hoops. First, the date was announced, then it was changed. So some people couldn't make the trip. Then our bill was listed as number three on the roster for a hearing that would start at 9 a.m. But when people arrived, we were told due to our numbers, which were pretty high, the forces came out in number, thankfully, um, because of this, they would put our bill last at number seven. What did that do? It caused almost half of the testifiers to leave before the bill was heard. And those that stayed to testify did get to speak their truth, and there was no time limit, thankfully. But the first bill also had that same allowance, and that bill alone took over two hours to hear. So when you plan a trip to the Capitol to participate in this public process, you need to cancel all appointments and plan to be there all day. So moving on, let's talk about health freedom itself. What is health freedom? So this is a term that's really new to a lot of people. We don't tend to think in terms of health freedom we, because we just assume we have these benefits. Health and freedom, however, are not just words. Health evokes feelings of well-being and vitality and youthfulness, right? Freedom, on the other hand, is opportunity, it's liberty, it's power, movement, it's choice. And together, they're greater than the sum of their parts. Health freedom is the ability to express yourself without limits, to access the foods of your choice, to choose what you allow into your body, in your mind, to grow your own food, to collect your own rainwater, to speak your truth to raise your children without government interference, to love who you wish, to choose healing instead of treatment. Health freedom is the absence of fear and constriction. And health and freedom are interconnected. You cannot experience one without the other. But today, health freedom is at risk of losing its life. Medical mandates in California force children to be fully vaccinated under the CDC vaccine schedule in order to attend public school. And they make this mandate without any scientific validation that multiple vaccines or new vaccines added to this schedule are safe and effective. Uh, a new law that just came into being in Virginia allows children under 18 to make this decision for themselves without parental involvement. Now, do you think a child of six or eight can make such a choice? Do you think there might be some coercion going on 
in order for them to make the right choice. Flu shot mandates are another form of coercion, and they require hospital staff to get the jab or lose their job. Again, this is without scientific scrutiny that these shots actually prevent transmission of any virus. Where is the beef? Especially when few people who are sick are ever tested for a virus. These health personnel will be expanded to everyone under the Healthy People 2020 Act. And this is a cradle-to-grave forced vaccination program with no guarantee of immunity, but plenty of known adverse side effects. Now think about this. Mandates do not exist in a free and healthy society. The loss of health freedom also comes in the form of involuntary medication or the fluoridation of our water supply, which we talked about in a recent podcast with Leo Cashman, the founder of DAMS, Dental Amalgam Mercury Solutions. You can go back and listen to that one for more information and how to connect to Leo. Involuntary medication also comes in the form of genetic manipulation of food supplies. The 5G EMF rollout to every street in the nation without your consent, as well as man-made weather control and the spraying of nano-sized heavy metal particles such as barium, aluminum, and strontium into the atmosphere, and these affect all life on Earth. Government agencies such as the USDA attack the backbone of human health, the small farmer. Both in Canada and the United States, they attempt to shut down all small farms for any reason so that people no longer have a choice about what foods they can put into their bodies for sustenance or medicine. Without due process, government attempts to dictate what healthcare looks like by limiting access to healthcare treatments, practitioners, modalities, and services is a problem especially when they accuse natural healers of practicing medicine without a license through new restrictive regulations. It can also turn property rights, i.e. your body, into privileges that can be taken away by the state. The truth is, if you don't protect your rights, be prepared to lose them. In one generation, while a few officials around the world have dubbed themselves demigods to rule over millions of people, we have collectively contracted into a diseased nation living in fear. 50% of children have at least one chronic illness. And 30% under six are at high risk for neurodevelopmental, social, and behavioral delays. According to the science, the flu vaccine is the most dangerous and the most mandated among healthcare workers, even though the CDC package insert reads, quote, there have been no controlled trials adequately demonstrating a decrease after vaccination, end quote. And the opioid epidemic. I mean, my God, this is all over the, the news cycle. It's killing almost 400,000 people since 1999. This rise in opioid overdose deaths can be outlined in three distinct waves. The first wave began with increased prescribing of opioids in the 1990s. And this was prescription opioids, natural and semi-synthetics. Uh, the second wave began in 2010 with rapid increases in overdose deaths involving heroin. 
And the third wave began in 2013 with significant increases in overdose deaths involving synthetic opioids, particularly those involving illicitly manufactured fentanyl, IMF. The IMF market continues to change, and IMF can be found in combination with heroin, counterfeit pills, and cocaine. Where do we turn to? Look up the National Health Freedom Coalition or the National Health Freedom Action Organization. These organizations are nonprofit sister organizations that believe that individuals have the right to self-determination in making their own healthcare choices. And these groups work with you in your state as you call together individuals that are like-minded and interested in preserving your health freedom. There are a small staff of two attorneys, but they are powerful people. Their purpose aligns with your purpose, which is to build a strong national coalition with a united voice and send a clear message of health freedom to those who have ignored or forgotten the purpose of government to protect the rights of the people. A more acceptable balance must be created between individual rights, self-determination, and free choice if freedoms are going to be preserved. So the vision of these groups is this, a healthy nation with empowered people making informed healthcare decisions. Sounds simple enough. It aligns with the mission which is to promote access to all healthcare information, services, treatments, and products that the people deem beneficial for their own health and survival. It's also to promote an understanding of the laws and factors impacting the right to access and to promote the health of the people of this nation. The goal of the National Health Freedom Coalition is to create a national environment in which laws and public policy are no longer based on unfair discrimination against particular practitioners or treatments or on the demands of special interest groups or institutions, but rather are based on true issues of the healing relationship, an informed environment, ethical conduct of practitioners, reasonable standards of actual harm, and available avenues for client complaints. So the NH. FC educates as well as sponsors U.S. Health Freedom Congresses, which brings together leaders of health freedom organizations and individuals who care about health freedom. They've done this 12 times. The last was in 2018, took place in St. Paul, Minnesota. And these leaders work together on health freedom issues and they get the word out to their organizational base. So all the people in the states are connected. And by doing that, the health freedom movement grows stronger. The power is in the people. And the goal is for the people of the world to have the freedom to be healthy and well, and for them to understand always that health and freedom are deeply intertwined. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how could any free state ever give up freedom derived from its own people? and allow control of volition and laws put in place that keep people from making their own choices? How could that ever be allowed to happen in the first place? I say, welcome to democracy. Welcome to America. 
And as synchronicity would have it, John Rappaport just put out his blog, which fits perfectly with that question. So I'm going to read a little from the independent journalist John Rappaport's latest blog. It's called Utopian Fantasies Versus a Better World. What happened to the republic? Democracy happened. He writes, quote, The United States was created as a republic. That meant severely limited central government. Why? Because the founders knew the long experience of Europe, overarching tyrannies, bloated kings emboldened with the doctrine of divine right to rule, theocracies, gigantic theft of land, force, coercion, slavery. That was the whole point of a republic. The individual would be free to do whatever he wanted to, as long as he didn't interfere with the life and liberty of others. Instead, men in and around central government conspired to multiply their own power through a variety of means, thus creating monopolies of great strength in government and business and money. And gradually, these men and their descendants came to see they could foist a grand illusion on the people. They could promote the idea that, quote, the people's wishes were paramount, end quote, and should be served at all times. Thus arrived democracy, end quote. So what if plan A, this plan I've been describing, does not work? What if our rights are ignored by those who claim to be representatives in government? Well, then we go to plan B. To reverse our diseased state is also to realize that we are no longer committed to the status quo. If normal legislative processes fail to function, we must be willing to act. We must ask ourselves if we are slaves or if we are free. Free people don't ask for permission to retain health. We are each innovators by nature and are born to move our innovations forward. In order to do that, we must become responsible for our own health. We have to think differently. We can't believe, as we've been led to believe, that other people hold the keys to our health or our bodies. Doctors or MDs are not gatekeepers. Neither are holistic practitioners. So we, as individuals, must take it to the next level, thinking differently. What is the next level? Well, it's a new way of being. You know, this is kind of where I'm going to go off the beaten path, um, kind of go deeper to who we are as humans. We're also spiritual beings. And we have to love ourselves enough to withdraw consent in restrictive relationships, including those with government and systems. We have to reclaim our voices. We no longer have to consent to unjust laws and rules. We can refuse anything that insults the body, the mind, or the soul. And one thing to start that process off is to turn off the TV, the television. Stop being programmed through those frequencies. Only then can you start thinking clearly and speak your truth openly. We are here to rediscover our true selves and our limitless potential. We cannot do that when we choose to remain silent and fearful. We have to stand in our power. Some ways we can do this 
is to stop working for corporations that use your power against you. Stop buying corporate products. Stop listening to corporate dogma. Opt out of public school systems. And there's no such thing as public when each of us is an individual with our own sentiments, our own thoughts, our own beliefs, moods, and our own immune systems. When we think public, we are in the hive mind, which creates uniformity over individuality. And that uniformity is changing, if you haven't noticed. This gender revolution, where there's no more gender, what happened to the strong male and the nurturing female? Is that all being lost? To create a new system is to make the old one obsolete. So we can also choose natural systems using organic farming, permaculture, and food as medicine. We can support local farmers. We each have a role to play and we each have gifts to share. So if we can come together in communities, we can let those who want to farm farm and those who want to share their gifts in other ways do that too. We can remineralize the soil to spur the healing of the earth. And then our food is that much more nutritious. So we have to come together to self-organize, come together in a new covenant of fellowship and cooperation, focus on what we want versus what we don't want, okay? Where we focus, that's what we create. So if we want to be health, that's where you want to focus. And then we want to act free to be free. Power grabs by the corporate government elite are forces without foundation. They do not have true power. They don't have power with our expressed consent. So as people awaken to their true power, corporate government collapses of its own weight. It's time to wake up to the power of our words, the power of our choices, in order to identify with a higher form of reality. So the power to choose is the power to heal. So we have to preserve that choice. Through the power of this vision, we become the architect of the life we want to create for ourselves and for our families. We only need to reclaim responsibility. Okay, so the ability to reframe and create health freedom rests within each of us. We are each the answer to our greatest fears, but we must transcend fear in order to take action, right? If, we, if we're fearful, we're stuck in fight, flight, or freeze. In the words of the song Renegades by Ex-Ambassadors, Quote, it's, it's our time to make a move, our time to make amends, our time to break the rules. Let's begin. End quote. So before we break the rules, <laughs> I'm going to be responsible here and say there is a governmental process within which we can work. We can all participate, come together, be individual voices together. We don't all have to sound alike, but we all do want to preserve the freedom to choose if we want to retain our individuality. So with that, healers, thanks for listening. Come together. Contact me if you want more information about 
how to create a group in your state and bring health freedom legislation to your capital. Until next time, healers, lots of love. Visit or consult with Roseanne Lindsay, naturopath, at natureofhealing.org. Or you can find her books at her website and at amazon.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.